Great to have you along for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Glad to have this man back. I've been friends of Mike Rogers. I don't know. Mike, it's got to be 26 years since we first met on the streets of Lansing when I was a TV news anchor there. He's a former U.S. rep. He was the House Intelligence Committee chair, also a former FBI agent. How are you, my friend? Good to see you. I am doing great, and it is great to see you. You look so distinguished. <laughs> not older. Not older. <laughs> distinguished, I'll take. It, it does mean older. You actually look exactly the same. I remember speaking at an event in Lansing shortly after 9-11, and um, I spoke, and then you went and spoke, and as I was getting off the stage, you said, I have to follow you? <laughs> you were very, very nice to me for no reason, but I really liked the way that you you did your job for the people of Michigan, and you were the steady hand and the steady voice we needed after 9-11 happened, and this was literally right after it happened that you and I spoke at the same place, and your intelligence knowledge really did help to calm us down that we would do better, we would get the bad guys, we would we would come back as a stronger America, and for a little while we did. Mike, fast forward to today, we're in trouble. This is a divided country. This is a country that doesn't trust the FBI anymore, we used to, doesn't trust the DOJ, and doesn't trust central government. Can, can you help with all that or not? Well, absolutely. One of the reasons I'm running is for that political discouragement that you see happening everywhere. And institutions that we used to revere, now we have to ask hard questions, and the FBI being one of them. Listen, I love my time chasing gangsters and you know traditional Italian mafia when I was in the FBI. Right. And what you learn about intelligence-based investigations and all of that, really important stuff. Uh, but I have to tell you, when, when it appears, even appears slightly that there is, uh, you know, the FBI has their thumb on the scale of justice or Department of Justice has their scales on the Department of Justice, we have to change that. Uh, there's been just some troubling news from the Department of Justice that makes me very, very concerned. And one good thing, on the first day when I walk in, I can do something about it. Uh, I know enough about it. And when you see how important our intelligence agencies are, when you see what just happened in Israel, uh, this is so important that we get right and we won't have uh, time for on-the-job training and we're not going to have time to wait uh, for somebody to get to up to snuff on all of this. We need to get going yesterday. Former U.S. Representative uh, Mike Rogers. Mike is running for the seat to be vacated by Debbie Stabenow soon in the great state of Michigan. Of course, I've got, I've got a couple of houses in Michigan. I, as you know, I, I you know did a lot of work in Michigan for eight or nine years, a TV news anchor and a reporter was on radio for a long time there. We've got 16 stations in Michigan now that are hearing us speak right now, Mike. What the hell happened to Michigan? And, and by that, I mean, when I when I was there, it was John Engler who was doing all he could to save money. We had, I think, a seven or nine billion dollar surplus every year. You were from the House, you know, in Washington, working hard for the people. You now have a state legislature that was just read that by one vote in the House and the Senate inside of Michigan is now Democrat. You've got Gretchen Whitmer, who is completely far left and progressive and making horrible decisions for the state. And you've got Dana Nessel, who's your attorney general in Michigan, who just hates anybody who is a journalist and that would tell the truth about things. So I know that you're, you're running to be in Washington, but you're going to represent that great state that I still believe is a conservative state, but somehow the blue got a hold of them. How did that happen? And What are you bringing that'll, that'll convince Michiganders that we can be who we are again? Yeah, I'm not running to be in Washington, Joe. I'm running to take a Michigan common sense and conservative values to Washington. I think that's a big difference. Uh, we've lost that. And Michigan just hasn't had that in the Michigan Senate really since 1994. We have to change it. Here's the good news in all of this. Um, I've been around the state. I've talked to you know, every corner of it. Uh, we just finished our uh, Upper Peninsula tour today. I was on the west side uh, ending up here in Lansing. Uh, people are fed up. They, all the things you just ticked off, people notice it. 
even Democrats, we're even having Democrats approach us and say, I, I need normal back. Uh, something's not right. And so they have lurched. The Democrats of the state of Michigan have just lurched to the left. And, yes. their, uh, and our congressional delegation has done the same uh, in a way that's it's making people very uncomfortable. Uh, and when they're running around the state saying, isn't Bidenomics really good for you? People are looking at their grocery carts and going, that is a pretty skinny cart, about $700 more skinny per month because of Bidenomics in this state. They know that we're not energy independent. Our gas prices are still going up. You see what happened in Israel. Our gas prices are going to go up again. All of these things people know aren't right and know uh, have put us off track. And they know that a steady hand like me, who has been in business for the last seven years, understands the value uh, of making sure that businesses have the opportunity to grow and innovate and actually create jobs isn't happening now. And they know when they send me to Washington, D.C. on day one, I can get going on all of the things that are bothering us. RogersForSenate.com is the website. It's Mike Rogers, former House Intelligence Committee chair. He's uh, from the great state of Michigan running for U.S. Senate. You, you mentioned Israel a couple of times. And I want to go there in a second, but let's stay with Michigan for a moment. You've got the UAW that I used to be a member of when I used to work in in, uh, in Saginaw Flint. For some reason, the newsroom was a UAW newsroom. I don't think I ever got anything out of it other than I got to go cover their stuff. Um, but, but they're walking out, and, and I'm thinking it might be a Reagan moment. And here's what I mean, Mike. You've got union workers that are scared to death by the rhetoric from central government in Washington because they're pushing electric vehicles and EVs will be made by machines. They're not going to be made by the hands of people in Lansing and in Flint and Detroit and elsewhere. Um, what, what goes through the mindset of somebody in a union that they would stay with the party that it appears to me is working to get rid of their jobs? I, I, I'm not so sure they're going to stay with the party. And if you remember, Good. I did pretty well in the year 2000 with union households uh, because I talked to them, talked to them a lot, understood their their issues. Uh, I worked in a car uh, factory for a while. I mean, I, I understand these people very well. And, you know, the other piece of that is, yes, uh, this will cost Michigan in this this being a government mandate on the kind of car you have to buy. Right. That's exactly what they're doing. And by the way, the infrastructure needed for it, 85 uh, percent of the processing for that car happens in communist China, 85 percent. Uh, our electric grid can't handle it. I'm going to give you one better statistic here. Uh, as I said, 85% of that stuff has to be processed to put in a car. If you take 500 pounds of critical minerals, and remember, this isn't a commodity, meaning if you mandate that you have to have that, you know those prices have to go through the roof. And they've oh, seen yeah. cases a 300% increase in trying to get those minerals out of the ground because governments are mandating its use. I mean, everything in uh, economy 101 tells you you can't have the government intervene in this way, number one. So take that 500 pounds, makes one EV, all electric vehicle. That one electric vehicle takes four tons of carbon uh, CO2 out of the air for a year. Good. This is a good thing. However, you take that same 500 pounds and make 90 hybrid cars. Uh, that takes 140 tons of carbon out of the year. And you get to keep UAW jobs in Michigan because there's a blend of gasoline and electric vehicles and you don't have to plug it in and you don't have the same problems when you're trying to dispose of those toxic dumps in those batteries for each car. I mean, it, the, the, it makes no sense to me uh, that we're just going to march down this path and go right over the cliff with uh, with people in Washington, D.C. deciding that if you live in the U.P., you don't need you. Don't, I'm going to tell you you don't need your truck. I'm going to tell you, you need a Prius. 
You know, it gets no sucked up in your uh, your neighbor's snowblower and you'll find it in your other neighbor's yard <laughs> in springtime. I mean, exactly it just right. doesn't work for everybody. And we just got to shake ourselves out of this. We can be smarter about how do you get to carbon free. And it doesn't have to come to the expense of all the jobs, not just union jobs, Joe, but all the uh, first tier, second tier, third tier suppliers that are working on things from like pallets. Yes. Had a company up in the UP that said, hey, they keep this up. I'm, I, I don't we're done. And this is a sustainable forestry uh, company that actually gets 30% more out of logs using technology. I mean, it's really cool. All the cool things that are happening to make us more efficient, more sustainable, more uh, less carbon, uh, more carbon free. They're going to do more damage to all of that by these mandates and telling you, hey, Joe, I don't care how what your lifestyle is, where you live, you have to buy an electric car. That doesn't make any sense. Well, I'm glad that that's your mindset. We can have the discussion about it. I think carbon dioxide is good. We're not talking about carbon monoxide. We're talking about carbon dioxide that's good for green. We can talk about climate change and stuff next time. It's Mike Rogers, RogersForSenate.com, RogersForSenate.com, running for Debbie Stabenow, soon to be vacated seat. She's not running for re-election. Um, let's talk about, you mentioned Israel a couple of times. You're an FBI guy, and I've had you on my shows. We were on the newscasts all the, back in the day because there was so much going on after 9-11, and I was there until, I think, 2002, so... I mean, we, we had a lot to talk about. We just right. saw what Israel's calling its 9-11. Um, and, and Israel, I would, I would say, tell me if I'm wrong, is the second best intelligence agency on the planet. We've got the, the best. We're very good friends. Mike, how did they do this and nobody saw it coming? Yeah, this is, I think, such an important lesson for us in the, in the United States. So Hamas kind of got its clock cleaned in 2021 when they tried also some terrorist activity against uh, Israel because they're Jewish. Uh, you know, important here to note right. uh, that the terrorist organization is attacking them for their faith and their religion and their ethnicity. Um, we all ought to be outraged by this. So what happened was right afterward, they got on their cell phones, they got on their uh, email uh, channels and started talking like, hey, we're, we're done with this. We're, we're not going to take on Israel anymore. Uh, we've been through this. It didn't work out for us. We want to start opening channels. So they did. They opened up a civilian work program, basically, uh, where uh, Gaza citizens could cross into Israel and work and then go home. Uh, and they were all of the chatter uh, was saying, hey, we're, we're all good. This is all going to be great. And they had a massive disinformation campaign in social media, to talking to everybody, not just government officials in Israel, uh, saying, hey, we're, we're with you. You know, we're, we're going to get better. Yes, we don't like you, but but you know what? We don't have to be fighting about it. There's other ways to solve all this. And about three weeks before this event, there was a senior uh, Israeli defense official who said, guess what? Uh, they're they're uh, they're they're kind of backing off. We don't have to worry about this as much as we did because they kind of get it that this is a better path. Everybody believed it. Wow. Uh, and so what, what we know is terrorists are terrorists and will be terrorists uh, in actuality when they get the opportunity. They lulled them down. Uh, the, the Israeli Defense Forces actually moved troops away from the border because they just didn't believe it was a problem anymore. Uh, and then you saw the aftermath slaughtering innocent men, women and children. And you've seen the pictures. You've heard the stories. It is as brutal as you think it was and very personal. And so uh, we have to be careful, right? So many people say, oh, everybody coming across the border is just looking for economic uh, opportunity. That, not so much. Uh, if we don't secure that southern border yesterday, we could uh, you know, suffer the same fate. Uh, I think uh, Customs and Border Protection said within this year alone, 160 people that they apprehended were on the terrorist watch list. Yeah. That's the ones they caught. 
I, I had Ashley Moody on the other day. She's the uh, Ashley Moody is the attorney general in um, in Missouri, not Missouri, in Florida. And she was on the other day. She said it's more like 245. I mean, there yeah. are people that we know are terrorists that are in this country. And Mike, listen, I live in Texas now. We see this every day. 8,000 a day. One day it was 11,000 that came across. And you look at the video, Mike, and, and they're they're all like military-aged men. This isn't a family unit trying to get a, a better life and getting away from tyranny. These are like military-aged men coming from around the globe, many of them from the Middle East. What should yeah. we do? We've, we've got people lying in our administration and in the Senate where you want to be about how closed the border is and that it's not really an issue and this is because it's humanitarian. Mike, what do we do? We just have to follow the law, don't we? Uh, well, we need to let Customs and Border Protection do what they do. Yes. We know that they have the ability to shut the border down. We know this. Uh, and so this is why you want to send somebody who has government experience, knows how the place works, uh, has been a great champion for uh, uh, law and order and making Americans safe, because on the first day, we can get after this border issue. Uh, and I've already talked to senators back there, uh, and I said, listen, when we come uh, in November, we are going to have to take some action on this. Let's get going. And so we already are talking about how you do this. They, here's a quick story for you. They, uh, Turkey was dumping its, its uh, criminal population on the border of Greece and saying, have fun. Right. So they were really Greek. Greece was in trouble there for a while. Yeah. So what, what did they do? They called the Customs and Border Patrol of the United States of America and said, could you come help us come in on. 18 months? They created a fence line that had technology, people, uh, you know, new new border, uh, like wall, different types of walls and security. 18 months, shut it down. We so we could do that. I mean, we did that during Trump. Things. We could do that again here easily. Completely. But, there, but, but, but what, what's the mechanism, Mike? Let's say you become a senator. I hope you do. And you were a great representative. I supported you the entire time. Thank if you. you make it back to Washington and serve Michigan the way I know that you can, what can you do to hold that administration's feet to the fire that says we're just simply not going to follow the law? What can you do? Well, the first e easy thing to do, so if you're going to take back the majority in the Senate and make uh, uh, Chuck Schumer take a break from that microphone, yes. we have to win the majority. And that has to, I think it happens through Michigan. You have to have a candidate that has been through this before, been through the tough fight, knows how to do this, and get elected in November. That's the first thing. If we take back the Senate, this becomes an easier proposition because we have more tools at our disposal to get this done. If I hate to say this, if we're back in the minority and I still win in uh, November, uh, then we're going to have to get more creative how we use Senate rules to start causing problems in other parts of the administration that doesn't make us less safe, but sends the message to the administration you have got to do something about right. it. Uh, and that, to me, is the most important thing we can do. You can't be a great country if you can't stop people and things like fentanyl coming across your southern border. I think, you've got a, I think you've got a good chance in Arizona of picking up a seat. I think you've got a good chance now in Michigan to pick up a seat. I think it would be very hard for me to understand how the Republicans don't get the, the majority back, at least by even one, one, one member. It would be very difficult for me to see a scenario where that wouldn't happen. Uh, Mike, we appreciate you uh, uh, coming on and talking about your run. It's rogersforsenate.com, rogersforsenate.com. Before I let you go, I've got to ask you, you one, one last question. As we're watching this unfold in Washington, D.C., and we're seeing the lawlessness, I believe that the DOJ is broken beyond repair. Convince me that it's not. How do you fix it? Because the uh, DOJ is so deep-rooted in the swamp. What do you do? Yeah, it's a leadership issue. They have, you know, Department of Justice hired over to run the FBI and vice versa. 
you got to clean all of that out, number one. And this is a leadership issue. And, you know, the FBI, I supported that. You know, I supported the Patriot Act back in the day because we were under assault from terrorism around right. the world. Right. They've abused some of the, the things that we gave them. We're going to have to re reestablish some guardrails here and remind the FBI who they are. Is fidelity, bravery, integrity. Uh, and they have they've drifted from that. And so has Department of Justice. We have too many political attorneys who are making decisions not based on what's good for the country, a community, making sure you're taking bad guys off the street, uh, but what's good for the political narrative. That's dangerous. And when people lose faith in these organizations, and they have, and they are, are uh, we we become we get in a little more trouble. Remember, it's the FBI yeah. that's opening up a Chinese espionage case every 12 hours in the United States. Nobody yeah. else is going to do that. Detroit PD is not going to do that. Yeah. It's going to take the FBI. We can't blow it up. What we have to do is clean it up. We have to get rid of the, the folks who don't have the right attitude about crime fighting. Imagine if we had focused all the time and energy on all the things we're doing, including chasing around school board members. Uh, if we would have been focused on just fentanyl distribution, how it gets from China to the cartels to the United States, right. how many lives could we have saved? A ton. Uh, Mike, a ton I appreciate, no, no, without a doubt. And, and we'll get into the Patriot Act more next time. I think the first time I had you on my show back on the newscast was about how long is this going to last? And I remember you telling me that it would sunset, but we're not letting it sunset. It just continues to get re-upped. And we'll talk about that in earnest next time. Thanks for coming on. RogersForSenate.com. It's R-O-G-E-R-S. No D in there. RogersForSenate.com. It's Mike Rogers. Mike, let's do it again soon. I hope so. Let's get, let's, let's get at it. All right, brother. I appreciate you. We're back after this. Stay right here. This is The Joe Pegg Show. RogersForSenate.com, former U.S. Representative, former FBI agent Mike Rogers. I had not heard that explanation before that basically the Palestinian Authority and Hamas were lulling everybody to sleep that, okay, we accepted, hey, we're all going to be peaceful, we're not going to do it anymore, and, and Israel backed off the army, and then here comes the attack. It's, I mean, like he said, they lulled them to sleep. 888-941-PAGS, JoePags.com, stay here. Don't be an A-dub, stay with the Joe Pags Show.